This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week I spoke with Josh Forth. He has only ever used Challenger cards. He's been on the platform almost a year. He loves a good stack. And we got stuck into lots of things. Uh, there's the My Teams function that's been added, the Erling Haaland auction, um, lots of great questions, lots of topics around the sort of Austrian and Russian leagues. And halfway through the podcast, his baby had an offer rejected from Pavel and had a little cry, but we'll forgive him for that. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. It's funny, I was saying to you before we recorded, it's been, I've heard you before on different podcasts and things. I actually hadn't realised I hadn't had you on yet, but it's great to have saved you tonight because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, cool. Thanks very much for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure. No, I'm looking forward to it. There's a few interesting angles to go down. There's a lot happening on So Rare this week. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about, lots of great questions. So I'm really looking forward to it. The first thing, I'm just going to throw it straight out the gate this time. Um, we, we tried before, but we had audio issues, so we're just starting again. We only thankfully got about three or four minutes in. Um, so we don't have to say all the same shit again. But bottom line is, you have only ever played with challenger players. Um which is very interesting. And yeah. you do have some really good challenger players. You've built a full Salzburg stack there, I see. And I think I feel like they were quite disappointing um, earlier in the season. Uh, maybe you beg to differ. And they're in the Ajax stack you have. But you have some beautiful players there. Um, you joined so rare in and around the Gary V boom time, 17th of February, 2021. Um, do you want to let people listening know, just outside the context I've already given, a little bit of context about who Josh is um, so that they know all your little biases and where you're at yeah sure so yeah like you mentioned i've sort of i nearly on the platform a year now actually seems a bit mad that um joined completely by accident followed a in lockdown i was watching a lot of football manager videos for some reason um and one of the youtube streamers fox in the box fm put a little so rare link up and uh i clicked on it i like football um so yeah and then just got absolutely hooked on it to be honest um and i've always been like a a semi Ajax fan, like I follow them through Europe and see how they're doing in the league and whatever. Um, it's actually pretty heartbreaking looking back at some of my earlier auctions and seeing a Durian Timber for 0.24, which I thought was not oh, enough. I thought yeah. that was too expensive. Um, so yeah, just coming with a bit of an affinity for them um, and started buying up quite a few of their players, as you said, with with my gallery. Um, but yeah, sort of mainly focus on challenger cards, as you've said. Um, and I've just been trying to compete in in the various challenger divisions and obviously use those cards in global and U23 as well um, since my inception to the platform last February. Have you like got a rule in your head where you're just not going to use champion? Like if you want a champion player, would you keep them yeah. for under 23 or is it like a thing? Nah, I would say. There's no point. Um, really? Is so, that yeah. because you feel yeah. they're just overpriced if you're not using them in champion? Yeah. So basically when I joined, like you could buy Ajax players a lot cheaper than you could buy champion players and there weren't many champion players available like we didn't have mm. um any of the bundesliga or liga or the liga or whatever basically it was pretty much just liverpool uh Bayern. i think we're on at that point as well um west ham obviously um there was a there was quite you know there was a few more inter and whatever real madrid but um yeah all these cards were very very expensive and you could pick up a lot cheaper challenger options 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, now obviously the tables have sort of turned, and IX cards are very, very expensive. But um, back in February, they they weren't so much essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt that you could get more for your money in Challenger, um, and also like if you play Champion, you're running into the buy and stacks, the rail stacks, and unless you've got one of those, it's pretty fucking hard to win. Mm. Um, whereas I have the IX stack, so I can play Challenger to my heart's content, basically. And that's another thing that you're very, I don't know, bullish on, I suppose, stacking. You stack a lot of times with four or five-man stacks. Do you believe, well, obviously you do, stacking's the way forward? Yeah, stackaholic, mate. Um, stackaholic. There's worse things to uh, be an aholic of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, basically, you get, you know you've got all your players playing the same game week. They correlate nicely. You don't have X amount of players playing in game week 240 and one in, you know, three and 241 mm. or whatever we've got coming up. Um, so, you know, they're always going to be played together. You don't have to keep track of so many things. Like I can just follow Ajax, Zenit, Salzburg religiously and know everything about those teams and therefore know mm. everything about all my players. Um, and obviously when your team wins big, you the potential for your stack to go off is so much higher than trying to get five different players to, mm. to have a big week at the same time, basically. Um, so I'm yeah, selling they, everything they... and I'm stacking. It makes so much sense. <laughs> like, it, it, you know what? It makes so much sense. If I was to buy like a, a Leon stack, right? Just to say, yeah. for example, because I have a yeah. few Leon players. Gomares is obviously off the fucking Newcastle now, which is heartbreaking. But the upside is of a super rare Kakare who's probably going to do a bit better now and have a bit more game time. But anyway, then you could just listen to like a Leon fan podcast for 30 minutes a week and like one of your teams, your research is done. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. When you put yeah, it like yeah. that. So if you did that and you just picked like teams from different regions that you could afford, it does make a lot of sense. And then whenever they all play in the Champions League, whenever they all play in this, whenever they all play in that, the correlation, it makes a lot of sense. I always get influenced by my guests and then go off and do <laughs> mad shit. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. So stacking and challenger is kind of your thing, it's fair to say. Yeah, that's my bag. Yeah. And 60% of your players are from Austria and Russia. And we haven't even mentioned Austria yeah. or Russia. Well, you mentioned Zenit, but... Yeah, so I've got... I mean, my Zenit stuff is just being taken apart at the minute. Um, Sardar Asmu is going to Leverkusen, as I'm sure mm. you know. He also... Um, broke club policy to sign for them on a, on a Bosman. I heard that. Um, so he's being fined £75,000 and there's now disputes whether he will actually play the, the second half of the Russian season. I heard um, that. Yeah, they have just signed Ivan Sergey from Krilia, um, who I thought was a Zuba replacement, to be honest. Um, but I don't know if he hits the ground running. I don't know if Asmin could have limited playing time. Um, anyway, this is me like de-pumping one of my best assets, so maybe I should stop doing that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, lots of my galleries from Austria and Russia, as you mentioned. Um, the reason I've done that or did that initially is because loads of people, I saw loads of people saying like, oh, I'm not buying Austria and Russian cards because they have a, a huge break in the winter, which is absolutely true and they do and yes you lose some utility uh, whilst Belgium and Turkey are still playing um, they are on the beach or in Dubai or whatever you know mm. um, but when they do play like these are some of the best scoring cards on the platform like mm. you know the Zenit cards and the Salzburg cards especially um, you know if you're playing challenger 
you are going to want some Zenit forwards because they score a crazy amount of goals. Same with Salzburg, same with some of the other Austrian and Russian teams. Um, so I'd rather just like win big on those weeks. And then, yeah, if I've got a couple of months in the winter where I don't win a lot, um, I'm still rolling the Ajax and Andalek stack during that time. I maybe go from like seven lineups down to three. But um, yeah, realistically, I'd just try and win as much as possible whilst those cards are playing. And I also have a differential because if not many people are using those cards when they do hit, I'm one of the few people that has them in in the lineups. And you've obviously built a beautiful under 23 stack now at Salzburg. Yes, I'm looking forward to unleashing that. Rasmus Christensen, you've got Adeyemi, Solet, Kamara, and you've got two keepers who are both under 23. And I'm thinking, yeah. do you know what that could be? I'm excited for people listening. I'm not going to edit out the dog thing because that could be a new camera, which is very exciting for everyone involved. Um, so I'm just hoping that's a delivery man, but I'm not going down. Um, Josh, so, <laughs> yeah, you've, I'm looking there. That's a beautiful Salzburg team. Um, does it worry you? I suppose it's one of those things you can't really control. Any of them go this transfer window and kind of kill that for you? Uh, none of the Salzburg players move in this window. Their coaches said they're still in Europe, and they, you know, they don't want to deplete. They're, they're not going to buy anyone. So yeah, they they don't want to deplete the the strength of their team. Whilst I think they've got Bayern next round as well. So he's like, you know, nobody's moving until we've played. You know, had a crack at Bayern to try and get through in the Champions League. Ali will score one against them, and then they'll buy him. He's off to Dortmund, mate. He's the Haaland replacement What's in that, the summer. Is that is that happened? For, it's happening right now. There's um, thirty-five to forty million. They're negotiating on the on the euro figure, but personal terms are agreed. Yeah, he's off there. I'd love a wee Adiemi. What's he going for? Um, um check what thing- price I bought mine for, mate, and then have a look what it's now. Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, oh, geez, yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, what I was going to throw at you is, does it worry you with these types of players? It's something I get particularly under 23s in Challenger. It's the the worry that they do get that transfer and then they go on bench warm or get intermittent minutes and their utility falls through the floor for a season or two. Um, does that worry you? Are you going to play the kind of, do you believe in these players long term? Or are you going to play that kind of game of chicken where you're going to try and get rid of them before the summer, but after you've got a bit of utility? Like, is there a plan there? Yeah, well, obviously when you have a cha- Challenger predominant gallery, like I do. Um, I have actually bought some America cards now, which I'm sure we'll have a chat about later. Mm. But when you have a challenge of predominant gallery, like I do, any move to a top five league is like not particularly good, basically, because mm. the output um, you're going to get out of your player probably goes down in the global setting. And I, like we've already mentioned, I don't have any champion cards. Um, so it's with the Salzburg guys, I'm not too worried, to be honest. If, Ad- if Adeyemi or when Adeyemi moves to Dortmund, the hype on that move is going to be big um so i'd expect his price to actually increase off the back of that um also with there being reasonably few minutes of him i think there's only like 28 or 29 cards minted um i've got one of the salzburg rookies shall we say um and again that could potentially look more collectible um so yeah i don't i'm not really worried about him the ones i'd be more worried about is uh mohammed kamara the um midfielder i've bought um he I would imagine he moves in the summer, um, given his breakthrough at Salzburg this year, probably Bundesliga bound. Um, if that is to a lesser team, that would certainly not be good. Um, so yeah, I might have to make a decision about him um, prior to the to the season ending. But essentially, I think when you, you've obviously mentioned about U23s, I think when you've got U23 players, um, 
if they're of high enough profile, they're almost like Adeyemi, in my view, is move proof from a value perspective. Mm. Like, like if he goes to PSG, again, I still foresee his value increasing when the move is announced due to hype and speculation around the transfer. Mm. Um, some of your less premium guys, yeah, you've got to really keep an eye on those transfers and be prepared to cut them should they go to a to a lesser team, for sure. Like Bruno Gomares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, well, look, we'll, I'm sure we'll get back into all that whenever we get to the questions, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Um, oh. We're going to have a look at the Haaland auction. There's not much to really speak about other than mention that it's happening and maybe have a bit of a prediction. Uh, there's the My Teams thing's been thrown in. We'll talk about that. I have an apology to make. Um, and, yeah, there's there's a few things a few things to talk about. Now, before we do, I just want to give out a bit of shit, Josh. Um while I'm very, very appreciative of the 75 kind souls that left five-star reviews on Spotify, you 75 people are absolutely amazing. It's only like 15% of the people that listen on Spotify. That means that there are 85 freeloading bastards out there who are listening to this without paying the entry fee of a five-star review. Do I sound entitled enough yet? Um, <laughs> you're getting there, mate. Oh, <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, like, I'm just saying, Apple... Like, you just need to go and leave your wee five-star review. It's a bit more hassle for you than Spotify. They click a button. You have to, like, scroll down and click a button. Go and get it done. Do your mate John a favour. Do you know? Be my friend. Shake my hand. Leave me a review. I love you forever. I love everyone who has left a review. Everyone who hasn't is a scumbag. Um, And they will be, they'll be known as scumbags until they hit that button. So I want to see you do it, and I want to see you let me know on social media. Right, that's the call out done. I'm going to make a quick apology and then we'll get into um, a couple of those topics I mentioned. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Chani, uh, Chani Sports. You can go back and listen to it, anyone listening. And we had a bit of a rant about the rewards available for the Casual League. Three, like, Tier 2 Limiteds across 75,000 people. Um, had a good conversation with Mark, aka YNWA, last week about it. But I still kind of feel that three is a bit stingy. But regardless... Whenever I was going through saying, like, you win the casual league, you get a limited. I said, Yang Han Bean, give him some shit. I said, who the fuck is that guy? And a lot of people took that to heart because they love young Yang Han Bean. <laughs> so I have to give an apology. Apparently, he's an absolute all star player. Um, so, yeah, you know who you are. This apology is for you, those Asian football lovers. Now, Erling Haaland, Josh, his unique is up for auction. It's the first Haaland unique. Um, Big big card for so rare. What 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 do you think happens? I mean, I think the crash in ETH probably means it's an all time high in terms of ETH paid. Will it break fate records? I think it should. I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, it probably won't go as much for the unique Yang Han Bin by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah. um, He's got a good cold following. <laughs> Every like people like casuals care yeah, about Holland. Exactly. Real diehards care about Yang Han Bin. <laughs> do you know? That's that's exactly it. Um, now, nah, so I think the yeah, I think the Halland unique goes for goes for one fifty. ETH has just made a, a bit of a run in the last couple of hours, actually, sort of at eighteen percent since this time last night. Eight percent, sorry, eighteen percent. Jesus. Um, so yeah, we're back nearly to to two grand in in pounds, which is the currency I work in. Um, but yeah, I think this is all time high. If I had to guesstimate on how how much this goes for, I think it's going to be. 163.72 ETH. 
I'm going to um, say half a million euros. And whatever that is in fiat times. I don't even wow. know. Okay. I go on half that a million lots. euros. That's a lot of money. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think compared That's, to... Rin- yeah. I think compared to the Ronaldo, which like supposedly auctioned for like four hundred grand, even before that, I think it was the record. I don't know. I just think with, uh, you see, I don't really know because I think like some of the big accounts who are the types of people who would be looking at this are maybe the type of people that have a load of ETH stored away, and maybe yeah. the dip in the ETH price means they'll have to pay more ETH, which actually hurts them more. Like I think if it was someone with half a million in their bank, I think if all these big people just had like pound notes in their bank account, it goes for higher. Does that make sense? Is there any logic behind that? What I'm trying to say yeah. is like they might be more resentful giving up the ETH whenever it's at a lower price because they're bullish on ETH and they think it's gonna rise. I I don't know, but I'm just gonna go for yeah. half a million. I think, no, I think you're right. if there's a card that's gonna do it, it's the Haaland Unique. Like I think if there's one card on the platform I could have, it's the Haaland Unique. It's not the Mbappe for me. It's not the Ronaldo with the Messi. It's for me, it's the Haaland. So I think it has to be the most expensive yeah, card. Sure. Let's just hope yeah. that someone who used my affiliate link to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Erling Haaland made us rich. <laughs> Break out the red panties, baby. Erling Haaland's went for half a mil. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any chance that happens. If that happens, I'd give someone a Haaland. No, I won't. Haaland Limited. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, um, yeah, so your official prediction is 160 watt, what, point what? I think I said 167. Or nah, 162.72 or something. Let's go with that. 162.7 something. 0.72, yeah. 0.72. Nice All right, that's your ETH. I'm just going for fit. I'm going half a million euro. 500k yeah. euro. I might have undersold it a bit, but maybe I sort I'm of get, going a bit crazy. Maybe. Nah, I sort of think that the one of the Blackpool lads will jump in, right? You know they're going for it. What this mm. one? Yeah. Um, YWA has the best under twenty three D one team on the platform, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so he's he's going to want that to to bolster that, I would imagine. Um, so he's going to go in, and then it's sort of like who actually is going to come in with a war bid like you know who's actually going to put it up to him um and i can just like zero will pro i imagine zero will probably go for it um so yeah like if them two get going then yeah it could go higher but i can just see you know reaching a point and then you know whoever from blackpool's going for it just keeps keeps bidding and then it you know it goes for slightly under because the other person thinks ah you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have to do it so i'm gonna stop I know someone has to do it right, but I do find it kind of cute or something. All these people bidding now. It's just like, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's man, funny, it's isn't like, it? You know, fair play to you, but you're just locking 25 grand up for a day. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're not ever going to be able to. Yeah. Maybe they're hoping there's a glitch or something. There will not be because Sora aren't giving the hand away for 25 grand. So, like, there's this betur who came in and he, he put in 3.06 and then he got a wee bit more ETH and he bit it up again to 3.36 and he bit it up again to 3.7 up to 4 and I'm like you're just wasting your fucking time and then Tegu comes in with a 10 grand bid and then Boca Juniors come, Boga Juniors and then Crazy Trader comes in and it's it's cute is what I'll say um, and yes it is meant to sound patronising it's yeah. just like look it's fun and all maybe you want your name on that piece of history in the, in the bid <laughs> record or whatever but like you have having a fucking hope like 
they know they haven't a hope. Surely to God they know they haven't a hope. Anyway, um, is it Max M, Max Mersch or something? Is that a person? Max Mersch, yeah. He's, he's uh, a bit, is he German? Other he's part of the German. Yeah, but he he has a lot of Germans, does he? I know he's like the Lewandowski, Kimmich uniques and stuff. I'm just wondering, like, will he try and get it because of he's got the German sort of influence? But it's probably, if, if YNWA is the strongest under 23, maybe they'll put it there. But I suppose, that I think, like, I heard that, who said this? Was it Quinney? Was it the Andrews? Someone said this on some piece of content. I'm basically saying, like, if it isn't Blackpool who win it, it's probably going to be some outside agency who we've never seen buy anything and it's Nike and they yeah. decide they want the so rare NFT so they come in and they buy the Haaland just to have. Do you know That'd what I mean? That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? That'd be it'd exciting. Be, it'd be really exciting if it was like a celebrity or like someone who just goes, you know what, I'm having that and they come in and they have it. Big Erling comes in himself. Imagine it was Haaland coming in himself. <laughs> Imagine like the scenes, Timo Werner on the phone, but he's like, why would he be? They've never played together and he's not actually German. I'm thinking like the German connection. Like, <laughs> there's some connection somewhere with someone in So Rare in Holland, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But maybe. Anyway, look, Holland, yeah, that's exciting. It's exciting for the platform. Let's hope it goes for lots and lots and lots of money and brings eyes and publicity. Um, the other thing that was announced this week is this My Teams malarkey over on the game week page. You can click my teams now. I'm trying to do it. I think my thing is slow enough here. And it shows you your teams laid out quite pretty. Akin to so rare data. Yep. I mean, it's only positive. I think I'll still use so rare data as that personally, but it's not a negative. It's positive. It's 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 definitely more user friendly and pretty. What do you think? Yeah. I think it's well overdue. Like Something like this, the fact that you have to click into your training teams previously to see them is just mm. a bit bonkers, really. Um, yeah, I think something like this is fine. Like like you say, it's the stuff that we have on server data is almost just too good, really, like mm. with the app and, and what have you. Um, so, yeah, I don't, it's like it's fine. It's great. It's, you know, it's a good move from server, but it's almost like the, oh, those people are doing that. Let's try and do something similar. The I copied your homework sort of sort of scenario feels like to me anyway. Yeah, I think it's one of those that it's like. Do you, do you know what I? The thing with with all this is right. I I struggle. I'm somewhere on this line where it's like part of me is like, yeah, let's praise them for this sort of thing and be all happy because it. Need, but the other part of me is like, this should have been done months ago. Like, this really isn't yeah. that big a deal. It's Way like, oh yeah, like thank God it's here. Like brilliant, but it's not even like a. I'm trying to think of a real world analogy. It's like, like imagine your your husband or wife cook. This is such a bad analogy, but I'm going. No, this is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad. Right, you're out at a restaurant, right? Oh, for it, John. Go on. And they bring you out your spaghetti bolognese, and they forget yep. to bring out. They bring you out your lasagna, but they forget to bring you the side of coleslaw that you asked for. I love a bit of coleslaw and lasagna together. You've eaten okay. nine tenths of your lasagna, and they finally bring you the coleslaw, and it's like, I'm thankful for the coleslaw, but I should have had it nine tenths of this lasagna ago. I should have had it when it came out. Yeah. When it came out initially, <laughs> Do you know, I don't think I don't that, that analogy has either nailed it or it's terrible. But the bottom line is that, yeah, it should have been here a long time ago. 
but it wasn't, so I'm thankful it's here now. Do you kind of get what yes, I'm going I, at? No, I agree. Yeah? Uh, do you know, I don't think that was a, I don't think that was the worst. Um, <laughs> Emily has given you some, thrown some serious Emily, the producer, do you remember this? Emily, set up your fucking <laughs> chest. If you're going to come in and weasel me in the comments, at least show your face and tell the people what you think. <laughs> Coleslaw and lasagna, what the actual fuck she says. What? That's like... <laughs> These Americans, man. Josh, you know what that what? is. And you, do you agree? You can be the deciding vote. Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah, I d- you know, I don't mind it at all, to be honest. It's, no, you know, I've never heard yeah, of that combination. All right. Because you Americans is that like, lasagna is that- like, if you're in Ireland and you go to a restaurant and you get your lasagna and chips, inevitably, like... Lasagna and chips? Like, they bring you... Chips like fries with lasagna? Yeah. So like lasagna, fries and some coleslaw is like Mm. banging. The Italians out there won't be happy if any listen. Uh, But like. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, Like I've I've spent time in Europe. Like it's not like I'm. But I haven't even like ever heard of that. Seen that on a menu. I've been to Ireland. I've been to the UK. I've traveled. (laughs) I've traveled. It's not like I've never been there. Like. (laughs) I'm telling you, coleslaw lasagna, a few chips, wow. banging. Anyway. That should should be illegal. All right. I'll see myself Let, let us know whenever you're listening. <laughs> if you feel strongly one way or the other, if you're just kind of like, meh, I don't really care. But if you're like, you fucking love it, let us know. Defend it. And if you hate it and you hate the whole idea of it, please give me shit on Twitter. Um, I deserve it. But I also, yeah, anyway, didn't think that would be quite so polarizing. What were we even talking about? My team's. Her analogies. Yeah, my teams. I think the yeah, analogy I, I worked. I think it was the worst analogy. I think it was yeah. a fine analogy. It was, yeah, it was great. It worked. Well it worked. All right. Anyway, so my teams is there. Um, we're happy it's here now. And yeah, it's going to make setting training teams and editing them a bit handier. Tracking your game weeks. I assume it's there for live game weeks too. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is, it's nice. It's needed. It's good. It's there. But I'm still going to use SoRare Data's app because I think it's better. 100%. And it's probably mm-hmm. more responsive in terms of like results in time, and I always find they're always ahead of like the points are more up to date. I find it's just yeah, and obviously the yeah when someone scores like you get almost instantaneously on server data, whereas on server it takes have there's to like a lag, isn't it? Sign in with two factor every time, and there's a million little <laughs> nuances. But yes, it's positive. I'm just being a big Debbie Diner. Um, okay. I think that's about that's that's most of the things I kind of wanted to throw out. There's there's other things to talk about. Something that I need I needed to give another shout out. This is a week of shout outs. I don't know if you've seen it. Fi Gardner caught into a big hedge for me. He caught in so far so rare. Ultimate fan of the show. The best fan art we've ever had in years that will be remembered. Whenever we're the biggest podcast in the NFT world. So if anyone else wants to try and make some fan art, you know, write SFSR in your porridge or something with berries. I'm all over that. Like I'm all over that. And I'll get it shared by big accounts, like 137. I don't know. Like, do you know? I just really like it. So big shout out to Gardner. He did an amazing job. If you missed that, check it on Twitter. Did you see it, Josh? I did, mate. I was very impressed with the uh, hedge handiwork, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was a good, like, kind of joke on it. It's like, so rare, the ultimate hedge in crypto type of thing. Uh-huh. Very good. Very oh, good. Oh, oh, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that happened. Did anything else happen in so rare this week? Has there been any commotion? Have you seen anything that needs talked about before we move on? 
No, it's been very quiet, hasn't it? They announced, was it Spezia? Is it another Serie B club or something? Oh, yeah, um, that Was happened. that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's pretty much been it. And then fucking up the uh, AFCON special rewards. Um, that was good fun. They gave everyone I a or they gave everyone an IX or a PSV player, and I think for the top, for the top ones, they gave them two. Um, really? Because they were meant to give out to the top yeah. fifty. Yeah. So they, they gave, gave it to everyone. They gave those out. Nah, just the top fifty. But like, what I'm saying is, is originally it was an IX and PSV special. Yeah. And then they changed it to a Africa Cup of Nations special, but they kept the IX and PSV prizes, oh, which okay. in my mind is a is an error. Like that shouldn't have been with the Afcon special. And then they gave everyone a double. Know. Yeah. So I, I can't. I don't. I don't have the internet capacity to run this call and uh, have a look on zero <laughs> data. So if you want to have a look from the special weekly rewards from uh, game week two three nine, I think it will have been. Um, you'll see the top. I think the top person, or maybe the second, got like two Jurian Timber limits. Um, on on that. Uh, there was yeah, there was some commotion in general about this job. You know? Can you can, can you? This always pisses me off. By the way, you see when you go to the rewards section on an, on so rare data, yep, can yeah. you pick the division? Yeah, you search it or you search it. Search bar, mate. You got it. Weekly. All right, weekly challenge. Is it under weekly challenge. Yeah. I've got game week two three seven here. The last game week. Or no, was it 238? Last game week? It was 238, wasn't it? Yeah, must be. Weekly search. Go, you fucker. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like it. Denzel Dumfries, Dumfries, and then two timbers. Mesut Ozil and a timber. Da, da, da. So some people got double and some people got none, or what? Yeah, I'm really not sure. It, it looks just look royally fucked. Yeah, just looked royally fucked when, two, I, when I saw it. Oh, it is fucked. Four and four, five and five, six and six, seven and s- yeah, cool. Ah, <laughs> cool. the way this yeah. is written, it looks like everyone just got one. Maybe there was issues. Oh, really? Like the way? Like, can I share my screen with you? Maybe you'll be able to uh, see it. No, I'm looking at it on my phone actually, so I do see what you mean. But I suppose, yeah, I, it does actually look like it's it's sort of fine now. The top 50 did get an IX or a PSV player. Yeah. But I suppose going back to my original point is like they announced that it was going to be an IX or a PSV player when they had the original IX yeah, or PSV yeah. special banner up. And they changed it when the game went from pendant to open to an AFCON one. But everyone still got given out IX and PSV rewards, which I don't I don't understand why. It should have been something mm. different, surely. Yeah, it should have been. Um, yeah, Maybe yeah. I'm nitpicking. Maybe that was that. No, I mean, like, like, it is a bit weird. Look, I mean, I'm sure everyone who was in it's happy that they got the extra awards. So, look, I mean, it's it's better that the rewards were there instead of, like, an error where they didn't give out rewards, I promise. But, like, it's a bit, it's just not clean, is it? It's a little bit messy or something. Yeah. Um, another thing that I just caught today, and, again, it's probably absolutely nothing, but I just found it interesting. Um, Tony Watt, he was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. Um, I don't don't know if he's still the top scorer in the Scottish uh, the SPFL but he's transferred whatever else the point of the matter is on his so rare account 32 so rare he said today and I was like hmm became an affiliate for so rare again I can't wait for the SPFL to drop now this could just yeah, be Tony sitting there being like 
I can't wait for it to drop. I hope it drops. Do you know, someday. Do you know, assuming that it might happen someday. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be <laughs> he's heard something through the back door and said something to shoot. He knows. And I am highlighting it there. Yeah. Sorry, Tony. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's one of those that you just don't know. Um, but something I find interesting is I had a call a couple of weeks ago with a, another NFT company that are kind of trying to make moves. They're basically doing the exact same as SoRare. They would be seen as a competitor and they're trying to stamp up licenses. I think they've got a few like League One in England type licenses, maybe a championship or two, I'm not sure. I think they have a Scottish license or two. No, these things are never permanent. They can always be bought out. They can always they always run out eventually. The licensing agreements and all that. But I'm wondering, like, whenever they said they had an SPFL license, I was kind of like, I might have talked about this in the podcast already. Did did I? You listen, don't you? Did I listen no, to this? Don't think so, mate. At a call, basically, they were looking for me to do a bit of work with them, and we'll see down the line what happens. But like, um, yeah, they 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 said they had Scottish licenses, not all of them, but like a couple. Don't know if they have the big ones, but I was like, hmm. no. So there are other people out there snapping up licenses, which is interesting. Yeah, I think you and Harry were saying you were going to pull together and buy one, weren't you, mate? Oh yeah, yeah Indian yeah, Premier yeah. League or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sell it to so rare. We've got the Peruvian yeah, so rare. There you go. Come and buy it. And two million, mate. <laughs> Good, two million a Peruvian team on on so rare, mate. Mm, You're late oh, to the yeah. party there. We'll get the rest. That means they want them all. Not if John Ellis can get the, the Peruvian authorities on a call. Sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm chatting shit. Um, so, right. Where are we? That's that's kind of all I had to say, I think. I don't think I've much else from this week. Yeah, Let cool. me check the Tony Watts definitely had his, his headshot, hasn't he? His so rare picture headshot. Yeah. He knows yeah. it's coming. He knows it's coming. Um, yeah, a few bugs and stuff. I can't be arsed talking about that shit. So, Yeah. We've a lot of questions, which will guide a lot of conversation. Um, are you happy to jump cool. over to them? Yeah, so yeah, cool. So, um, I put out for questions as always. We talk about the most liked first. Um, if you don't have any questions, you can always drop topics. So follow me on Twitter at John Ellis to see the post each week, and also find J Fourth Twelve while you're there. I've tagged him in a recent post. So. Um, yeah, let's go for a question straight off the bat from Vespasian. Um, any affinity to those clubs or leagues? Do you watch the games or is it all stats and value for you? Um, this is in regards to me saying that 60% of your gallery comes from Austria and Russia. So, yeah, yeah we cool. kind of touched on this early, but uh, when you said you kind of followed Ajax through the Champions League and stuff, um, or in general, but yeah, you've got the question. What's the answer? Yeah, so I, I, again, Sort of loosely followed Zenit. Um, I did actually watch. I have watched Russian footy for one of those people that just watches football games, mate. To be honest, mm. um, if there's one on, you know, I'll just stick it on. So I have watched a, a, fair, a reasonable amount of Russian footy over the last few years. But yeah, it, I am basically a so rare Zenit fan. So when I found so rare, I found I found Zenit in a bit more detail. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was basically just from the angle of I want the best players when those teams are playing um, and they can help me win big rewards rather than having like a pre-existing knowledge of the league. Um, I'd say like now I have, a, I'd probably know the Russian league better than the Premier League basically oh, yeah. just because of the amount of time I've invested in it um, and similar with, with Austria. And yeah, I like to watch a lot of, as much, much of the foot as I can that have my big stacks in. So um, I've watched every Zenit game this year you can watch them for like three quid a month on the Russian Premier League YouTube channel mm. um, quick plug for them 
hope you don't mind um but yeah you can you, it's like a it's like a three it's like a three pound a month um subscription you can pay them and you get every 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 rpl game so yeah i just i just watch loaders and that stuff um but yeah no 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 pre-existing relationship uh with the leagues um just dug it out from a statistical point of view and and went from there basically wouldn't it be lovely if all football leagues worked like that um you just kind of pick and choose what you want would yeah it would be great it's just such a bullshit yeah, model at the minute. but um i've actually got a speaking of youtube and russian stuff i've got like a top 10 russian players to look out for coming um i Ooh, did a video with so rare Russian, so maybe you'll enjoy that it's coming out I think, oh nice week. maybe even i think it's i think it could be lined up for friday i could be wrong um so yeah, it's funny, my YouTube recently, I'm trying to like move it on. I keep saying to the next level, sounds a bit cheesy, but it really is what I'm doing. So, you know, before like um, all the artwork and stuff was just kind of like, I got an artist guy to do it and I'd write all the titles and SEO and everything. But now I've brought in a guy who's literally like an expert who optimizes everything. So it's funny because, well, it's the exact same content. Now the thumbnails are like me, you know, doing that like cheesy YouTuber shocked face stuff to make people click it. <laughs> I love those, mate. But it's fucking mad. It actually works. Like the the click through rates and all that sort of stuff have went up, and it's like I know everyone's looking at thinking, look at this dickhead John with his big shocked (laughs) face over his Tiago Jallo fucking reward that he won. Like as if John's really shocked and amazed, you know. But like that's just what you have to do to be a YouTuber. And like, do you know, the, the boys, Charlie Nepenthes, everyone's coming in. They're all getting these, like, they're all pros at this. Like, and if you don't move with it, you're going to just get left behind. It's a fucking mad world. But um, anyway, it's good fun. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've thought the content they've put out has been really good, actually. Like from a, yeah. from like starting people off, I presume like lots of people they're introducing to the platform are, uh, well, have never heard of it before or, you know, have never heard of crypto before mm. or nfts before or of any recently so um i think the stuff they've been i've sort of tipped my hat to those to those lads coming over from like the fifa side of things because i think they've been they've been pulling over some good stuff from what i've seen anyway i think the beauty of it is i think like i don't know who like necessarily when wa mark was aiming at last week in a sense but he was talking about kind of a film yeah. that's coming in and you know some people making content and not really having a clue what they're doing themselves and while i get that um i think like there's a lot to be said for and again, I don't have a clue who exactly he was talking about. I didn't prod on that. Um, but like, with particularly like people coming in who are new to it, like Chani and, and Nepenthes, and there's a few others about. I mean, there is a lot to be said for them coming in with their following, who will inevitably follow them because they have diehard fans, and discovering something new together and going on that journey together yeah. of discovery and learning. Do you know? I was like, I was going to say that. they they don't need to be the experts that educate them on everything about like rules around training xps and leveling cards and this is and that's and scarcities and stacking and how to strategize and da 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 they don't need to be that i mean that's out there people out there are great at that um but maybe they they just need to kind of it's it's about introducing people and, and going on that journey together and i think there's yeah. a lot to be said for that and a lot of people want that content completely agree I, I was just going to say like it makes them more relatable as well like you'll get much more um i imagine they'll get like um new new users will come and watch them and be like oh this guy is like learning how to do it as well let's see what he learns next week or you know let's see what he picks up next week from his rewards or whatever whereas if i don't know it's a bit like um when you go and see a 
a car mechanic or something, right? If you go to the yeah. best car mechanic in the world, you're not really interested in what they're doing. You just want them to fix your car. Whereas, mm. you know, if you then went on an apprenticeship on how to make, you know, how to fix a car and you had someone learning with you, you're more likely to be chummy with them and pally with them and, and follow them through the process. You're continuing the theme of shit analogies. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was much worse than yours, by the way. No, but look, it's, it's great. Oh, I love well, it. I'm going to try and make out there analogies like a feature of this podcast. I fucking love them. Uh, but no, I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, how did we get there? What were we talking about? The question from Vespasian. Oh, yeah. I think we moved on from that, haven't we? Really, that's been answered. Yeah. Um. Thanks for the question, Vespasian. Vespasian, Vespasian. Who knows? Um. He also was trying to flog off an Evgeny Markov. He says he'll do you a very good price. Yes. Yeah. Um, not interested, mate. Sorry. Not interested. What are your thoughts on buying high and selling low? That's from Perez. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's been a little trollier, isn't he, my mate? Um. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, not not a good thing to do, Perez. Is it? You know. Um, so yeah, I would, unless uh, unless as someone put in the comments as well, I think if you're if you're talking in ETH, you know, you yeah. want to be um, selling when when ETH is is low and and buying when it's high. But yeah, I think uh, what he's getting out there is his um, ongoing Twitter dispute, shall we say, with uh, CG Sora, um, mm. which I would make no comment on. Charity boxing match in the works. Oh yes, please. That'd so rare sponsored. It's happening. Um, okay, on to the next one. Let's go to Mike Wagner. Um, thanks for the question, Mike. If you were able to sell up at your current so rare data gallery value or what you think your gallery is currently worth and start again, would you do anything differently? Would your strategy be the same? So, it, look, I think the question here is more about, like, would you start again with your budget if you could? Like, or do you like where you're at? No, I wouldn't start again with my budget. Um, I think it's pretty difficult to get back to where I am starting from a fresh... I think it's a lot of hard fucking work. Um, yeah. The I hours of negotiations, it, would, the, you know, trying to get... Yeah. Even when cards are scarce, like sometimes super rares in particular, you're just not going to get them again. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think one of the things I would have done if I did have, like, the balance again or whatever, I wouldn't buy as many super rares. I think my gallery is, like, 66% rare and 33% super rare, which is probably mm. too super heavy. Um I, and yeah, I just wouldn't buy as many bad ones either. I've got some absolutely awful supers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would definitely be a, a change I'd make. But no, I'd probably still, I'd, I'd maybe like buy slightly less from Russia and Austria because I'd probably got too many. But um, yeah, I'd maybe do like a like slightly less Russia-Austria split. Um, but no, for, like, if I was to sell my gallery now, I don't think there's any way I'd get back to the same sort of gallery, the same amount of ETH, if that makes mm. sense. Like the offer I would get, I'd, just wouldn't be able to to get yeah. a similar performing one, I don't think. If you could get the value that it actually is worth, you know, yeah. take off the... Like, the thing I find, like, is if you have a gallery that you have a load of shit and you came in and you scattergunned and, like, there is genuinely a lot of liquid crap there that you probably do need to knock 10 or 15% off to sell, that's a conversation then where you can reset. But I think whenever you come in and you've been here for a while and you've... Whatever way you've done it, you're happy with the gallery and you have genuine quality players... Like I talked about this recently, like whenever you have players that you like and that are liquid and people want, why would you ever agree to sell your whole gallery of Trents and Donnarumma's for a 15% discount to the person to restart? Yeah, no, it's no. just, you like I would never I do it. it. No. I would just take the time and sell everything individually because the demand's there. I think the only time I'd ever consider that so rare data valuation Pavel type vibe is if 
I'd started, didn't know what it was at, scattergun, bottle of shite. It was going to take a long time to move it. In moving it, I was going to lose 15 to 20% of whatever's in Sorare data anyway, and Pavel's offering you 70%. Then for the extra 20, 10% of a loss, just for the ease and your time and everything and get going get the passion back convenience yeah i kind of get it but whenever like you're happy with where your gallery's at you've got good players who score well in so5 i just don't think it ever really makes sense um unless you need the money in a hurry in which case you probably shouldn't have it in so rare anyway yep next question is from chris quirk thanks for the question chris how do you manage the transition of your gallery for example as players get older or have a transfer, how do you transition large parts of your gallery, um, the stacks, and what is the strategy when looking to transition and replace them? So basically, instead of having to replace a player, you sometimes might have to replace a stack. Is that a ball ache? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, it's a ball ache. There's a lot of effort. But the trading's um, fun. I did I mean, it with Fenerbahce. I enjoy the negotiations. Yeah. Like, you know. I did it. Yeah, it's fine. I did it with Fenerbahce in the off season. I sold most of my. I used to have a Fenerbahce stack, and I sold most of the players and um, and bought in other ones for this season. Um, so yeah, I, I, if it was like mid season, um, I'll maybe replace a piece, um, and then just like you know buy whoever's going to fill in for that for that player, unless it's a transfer or what have you. Um, but at the end of the season, I, I have previously dismantled stacks and just built one for again for the for the next season mm. um so yeah i think that's 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 sort of how i do it I've, i'm getting ripped apart at the minute i've got a rapid vienna um super rare stack for d2 um urchin cara's just gone to the mls so he's going to the mls going to be announced this week to orlando mm. um so i've got him and i've also got uh taxi funtas who's their other striker and he's going to uh, washington dc in uh or dc united in the summer, though, by the looks of things, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's put a real dent in my rapid stack. Kara's like one of the best forwards in the Austrian league. I'd imagine yeah. he does quite well in the MLS, to be fair. Yeah, no, I think that kind of, like, I think whenever players that are pivotal to a stack move, it can be quite a ball because normally, like you know, yeah. what I find unless it's in a bit of an extraordinary example, usually these teams will have the kind of set piece creative guy who's your midfielder who'll get loads of points. You'll have the forward who gets the goals and the decisives. You'll maybe have a defender who has a decent all-around game. And then, you know, you have to have the keeper to stack with the defender and then you'll pick another guy who probably isn't on set pieces, probably isn't their top goal scorer and probably isn't their main defender. Maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but I feel like if one of those pivotal guys goes, someone else is always going to pick up the rate and pick up the slack. But I mean, at the same time, it's like... Let's say, for example, you had an Aston Villa stack last year and Jack Grealish goes. Buying Leon Bailey and Buendia and a few of the other people to replace him just isn't going to cut cut it. So if you have to lose the main guy, it can sometimes be an absolute disaster. Yeah, no, I agree. And the scenario you've talked about there with having like one bloke that's maybe not up to, that doesn't take sets or doesn't have big AA or whatever, um, I just wouldn't buy them and I'd just buy somebody from a different team and run the four-man stack because um, yeah there's just no point having a player like that although I do have a few players like that by accident um, but <laughs> but yeah now nah, when you're actually running the lineup like yeah I would just rather go with four players and then pick up another elite score from somewhere else rather than rather than complete a team like that I have a side story to throw in here before we go on to the next question my house nearly went fire last night oh dear like I mean properly like the house could have been on fire last night 
crazy shit. I'll tell you what happened, right? So, um, well, I'll ask you this first. I'll tell you, do you, do you guess what went in fire of anything in the house? You'll never guess. I'll tell you. A candle holder. Literally an item that it's one job in this whole world is to hold fire. <laughs> is the thing that went on fire. I shit you not. It was up on a blaze. It's supposed to be fire retardant then, mate, yeah. I'm not quite sure what you've done there. No, Have you sprayed it with gasoline before you lit the fire? I'm not quite going to sue them, and I'll tell you why, because I think I'm a little <laughs> bit at fault here. So we have a stove in the living room. You know, the little metal yokes that people think look nice. And right. it kind of sits out from the chimney. So I lit a fire, and my girlfriend had left a nice pretty little candle holder on top of the stove and lit a candle in it. I didn't clock that it was on top of the stove. So the stove was lit, all guns blazing, you know, proper, proper hot. There was a little candle inside the candle holder, just a little tea light. And I think the stove, actually, the heat of it, it would be like, you know, just having like a a hot plate. Like, a, it, I don't know what degree Celsius yeah. it gets to, but you wouldn't be putting your hand on it. Like, I think it set fire to the candle holder on the outside. So I think on the outside of the candle holder, it wasn't just glass. It was like painted oh, yeah. and like pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was like plasticky stuff that went up. But I mean, I came into the living room just to put coal in the fire because we were in the kitchen. And it was like, it was like, it was like the candle holder was like a flamethrower. <laughs> I swear to God, all the smoke alarms off, how smelt the plastic and burning stuff. Crazy shit. But my question to you is, is it my fault for leaving it on a stove or should a candle holder be fireproof? Um, or is it somewhere I, in between? I, I think it's in between. I think it's a 50-50 thing, mate. I, Who wins I'm, the court case? I don't think you should have had it on. Uh, I think probably the candle-making people, because, yeah, putting it on top of the stove is maybe not the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> how did you, how put, did it you out? put it out? How yeah, did, I how put did it you out? put it out? I was just very brave. Um, I leapt into it. No, I'm joking. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like stood there and panicked for half a second. And then apart, I don't think that I think the worst thing to do is throw water at it. So I ran and mm. that's actually a thing, by the way. Um, it is if, 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 if it's a fat fire, like, I'm not sure if it's, I don't know, like you should never, never throw water on a fat fire. That's a great Alan Partridge reference. Anyway, carry <laughs> <laughs> so I ran into the kitchen and I got an oven dish. And I got, I went back in, yep. grabbed the fire poker and poked it into the oven dish and then carried it out in the front garden and just set it down and left it. My girlfriend ran out with a bottle of water, squirted a bottle of water on it and nearly burnt her hair and eyebrows off. Oh, okay. Even though she was told, don't put water on it, just let it burn out. And uh, yeah, but anyway, there's two minutes of people's time they'll never get back. Wow. Um, Mate, uh, how was your near-death experience? Do you know what? Was, oh, you woke up a new man this morning. Do you know, it was like an epiphany. I saw the other side. Uh, no. But the thing is, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're, you're, you know, the house could have just been up in flames, but our smoke alarms work, so we're safe. Anyway, there you are. There's a little side story yeah. before we get back into heavy, so rare chat. So thanks to Chris for that question. Let's go and find another. Uh, McBrideus, why do you just play challenger only? Do you think this would be different if the prizes weren't as high? For example, champion prizes are generally regarded as better. Yeah, I think we sort of touched on this earlier. Um, mm. The reason I don't play champion is I think the team you have to assemble to get to the top prizes is just ridiculous. I just can't afford it, basically. Mm. Um, 
so yeah i just don't and i have the top challenger players now um even if i solved them i wouldn't be able to create a team good enough to consistently win rewards in champion in my opinion mm-hmm. um i think unless you've got like a 80 eth gallery plus you shouldn't be playing champion europe rare basically I feel like I'm not... I prioritise under 23s and I kind of throw in my off-cuts in the champion. But for that reason, I'm probably being an idiot. Like, why do I even have Memphis Depay then? All-star, maybe? I, I don't even know. Like, why, yeah. why do I have that? I mean, player? when you traded your... Yeah, when you traded your Talich for the Depay, I, I, I was like, this is a silly thing to do. And I Possibly. think you got some other feedback to say you definitely should do it. I got a lot of feedback saying I should do it because he's younger, international, more well-known, all these things. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's fine, but he's just not as good at the game. That's fair as well. I I don't know. It's kind of one of those. I mean, when he's playing and he's actually playing for Barca, he does score pretty well. But I suppose Tadic is just a freak. pretty well. Yeah. Just not well enough. Just not as well as Tadic. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's one of those. I think I kind of like, I never, ever, ever profess to be like an expert and I don't optimize my gallery for perfect yield. It's a bit of fun, yeah, yeah, a bit of this fun. and a bit of that. But yeah. um, there definitely is like, I'm in this place where like, I kind of enter the under 23s and then I'll throw in the all-stars and then, all right, what's left for champion? But that said, like this week I pulled a tier two reward that could have been much better. Do you know what? Like Courtois, Araujo, Parejo, a midfield captain who got the big score. And then I had Doku, because I didn't want to put him under 23s. And I had someone else. Hey, I can't remember. Who scored I big? can't remember either, mate. I watched your reward video, but I still can't remember. It just wasn't that engaging. It's not something that would linger in the mind. Like Anyway, I got a 50, I got a 50 second or something and got us tier two. So like even on those wee off weeks, I mean, they do pay off. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll go and find another question. YNWA wants to know do you think you can do any worse than the last guest in the 137 game Liverpool didn't do great Trent killed a couple of my lineups Um, he picked Trent and he picked Allison and scored 70 something points so I I don't think you'll struggle to beat him this week unless you're and mind you there's not a lot of fixtures this weekend that's alright I've got it sorted you've got got it nailed well thanks to YNWA and McBridius for their comments let's find another one Um, Marco Sullivan sent a few there We'll have a look at a couple of them. So, question for both of us. When's the best time to buy a player who has recently signed for a new club? Oh, the op- there's options. Gives I, some, I uh, he gives some options. options, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah so, read me the options, Go so on. A, immediately after, ride the price rise. So, catch the news, buy him. Five game weeks after they've signed. So, maybe the hype's dying down a bit. You know, you're jumping in. C, after the transfer window is closed. Or D, only get them before official confirmation. I think it's all just too situational on the player. Depends on the type of transfer, mm, doesn't it? A and D. I don't think there's a bad one between A and D. A and D. Like, if you're late, if you're waiting five weeks, you've missed the the boat, in my opinion. And if you wait until the transfer's window's closed. Yeah, I just... That might be safer... But it's definitely not the best time, in my opinion. But I think it depends on the reason you're buying the player. Like, let's say you've wanted a Bruno Gomares for a while because you think he's class. 
are you buying them yeah. immediately after the moves confirmed? No, you're waiting for another five or six weeks. Let them go there. Try and bet into a team. Get a few shit scores and pick them up for half price. You're just not buying him, John. It would be that would be silly if you bought him when he went to Newcastle. But I think he might be talking about kind of like players who get a favourable move. Yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're looking favourable, the minute it's confirmed, if you're early enough to the to it, get involved. But I mean, I think I think you yeah. kind of know when you've missed the boat. I think whenever the floor's yeah, been swept, yeah, I, think so. I think you can kind of judge that. And if it's been swept and he's high, maybe you should wait until he inevitably doesn't start the first few games, unless it's like Sergio Oliveira who just comes in and bangs out hundreds. Exactly that. Yeah. So, What's his price now, John, compared to before the move? I bet he's gone up like fifty percent in value. I talked about this with um, Quinny on a piece of content that I think he's putting out this week. Um, he's went up to he sold he sold for point three six four and point three two five right. today. He before the move, I mean, he was farting about I don't know down one point five point one five point one seven something like that. So Zima Blue was listing his super rare for point four six in December. I knew that because I knew he picked it up. So yeah, that is that like this is exactly the you know you want to buy it in speculation um, in yeah. the hope that he gets moved or you know just when it's confirmed so you can catch the I picked up two cards in speculation one's more speculative oh, go on. than the other I picked up an Adela Sheesh Super Rare right. for 0.65 which I think is decent for someone that young with that hype with the ETH crashed as it did I bought it in Fate as well so I probably spent like just over nice. a grand for me, I like that as like a speculative one for the next year or two. See where he goes. Hopes that he can get relegated and he doesn't, and he does move. Do you know? Uh, yeah. The other one's not quite as speculative, but he isn't. He was in a mad patch of form and he's kind of fallen out of it and went to the AFCON. But I got Sulemana Super Rare. Oh yeah. Um, for like one point six. Oh, well, I say nice. To be honest, I've no idea. Even like I think Ashish is like a forward, isn't he? Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know do where Sulemana plays. Thing. Nah, I've got no clue. Oh wow! Yeah, you just don't care. That's that's great. No, that's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, so Adela Sheesh has been this like wonder kid. Um, I don't know. I've if heard of like him before. Football manager like people speak about what, him, but like he's yeah, like yeah. really talented, take like very very creative kind of playmaker kid guy. Right. But just doesn't get enough game time at Saint Etienne. So I think he came up through the PSG academy or whatever, and um, okay. it's, it's assumed that he'll leave Saint Etienne. I think soon because of just the lack of game time. Um, Kamal Kamaldine Sulemana is the guy. I think he got transferred um to Ren from like was he in like Norway or some Scandinavian country or something playing? I could be wrong. Um, but he's like he's super 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 talented PC winger, almost like a Doku-ish type figure. But like the thought of having both <laughs> them on the wings at Ren is just scary. But anyway, picked him up, and again the speculation kind of comes in then that it's like not so much with Sulemana because he is kind of. He has been an okay form apart from when he went to AFCON, but like with the Sheesh, it's that like the Sergio Alvarez, like just get them when they're cheap because whenever they pop off, you're fucked. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> you know? Especially with U23s. Like, yeah. Especially with U23s. Yeah. Like I have no, like a Sheesh is rare, has probably sold for 0.65 at some stage in the last year, maybe during the boom or something. And maybe that's yeah, a bad probably. thing to pin to anyway, but um, I thought it was a good deal. But anyway, um, and it's just a bit of fun. The is a bonus question. If your answer is any different for selling, if so, why? So, like, when's the best time to sell a player? So, like, let's take Guimaraes, for example. That's a shit move. 
So the best time to sell is immediately <laughs> and hope someone out there gets excited by the move. Some Newcastle yeah. fan. Um, realistically, if I don't sell him in the next day or two and his price plummets, I believe in him as a player, so I'd probably hold him. And just yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Sort of depends which way it goes, doesn't it? If it's a good move, um, I think it's actually really difficult to time when the best time to sell is. Like you can yeah. either do sort of what I said about with the Damien, like selling to hype, um, or you can wait for them to play a few games. And if they bang the first few games, similar to Sergio Oliveira's done, um, then the price just—I imagine the price just keeps going up. So yeah. I think that is much harder than like when is the optimal time to buy someone? When's the I, like I struggle with selling anything. Mm. I'm like awful at selling stuff. Um, I sold like a Maximilian Wittek after he scored six in Europe one week. And then since that, he's like, is just phenomenal as a win back for Vitesse and is now mm. worth like, I sold my Super F a point two, and now one went flow over one ETH on auction the other day. Um, so yeah, I'm just awful at selling. I probably wouldn't give any form of opinion on when the best time to sell is because I, I just don't know. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. It's so hard. It's so hard knowing when, and yeah, there's it's, always it's the FOMO of what's going to happen, and then, you know, you, you say I'll hold him until he has better scores, and then I'll sell him, and then he has better scores, and you don't want to sell him. Do you know, like oh, it's a bad time to sell. He's out exactly of four. That. I'll wait until he hits a few green scores, and I'll get rid of him. Hits a few green scores, and you're like oh, I could use this guy. He's great. <laughs> See, it, it just it just keeps going, yeah. and you never lose them. But um, question from Sweet George: Which Russian or Austrian stack gives you the most bang for your buck? Oh, I was looking forward to this one. This one got a lot of likes. So I did, I actually did some preparation on this. Um, so it, I'll do one for each. So in Russia, if coming into the second half of the season, I think uh, Dynamo Moscow, it gives you the best bang for your buck. You can get the goalie Shunin for like 0.25. Um, and then you could get like, they're quite a good defensive team. Um, you could get Balbuena, who used to be at West Ham, and Ivan Odets, who's their centre back duo. Um, for a very reasonable each price. I think they're like, I haven't actually checked. I'd imagine they're like sort of 0.1, 0.15 each. Mm. Um, and then in midfield, you could go Seb Simansky or Arsene Zakarian. And up front, Fedor Smolov has just signed there from Locomotive mm. Moscow. Um, so if you look at his early season form with Loco, it's, it was very good. He's basically the most informed striker in mm. Russia. Um, he's had a bit of a lean patch leading up to the break, but if he... he you know, Dynamo's offense is better than better than Loco's. So if he gets if he gets in there, he can definitely finish some chances chances for them. Um, going over to Austria, loads of people seem to be realizing that Lasker are a good a good value pickup. Um, their players uh, and they are they are very correct. Um, they, it looks like they might finish in the bottom six in Russia. Um, mm. So for those not familiar, the Russian um, Austrian uh, Austrian Bundesliga, sorry. Um, not Russia, the Austrian Bundesliga has a regular season where everyone plays each other twice and then it breaks up into a playoff system where the top six play again twice and the bottom six play again. Mm. Um, so if you can get a, a high-performing team in the bottom six, then you've got a good chance. Um, Lasker over underperforming XG by 11 goals this year. So they've got 34 XG and they've only scored 23 goals. Um, so their attack definitely would be one I'd be looking at or just them as a whole. Um, but yeah, I think actually a mix of the two would work. Dynamo defence and Lasker attack. So I mean like Shunin, Balbuena, Audets, 
uh, from Dynamo and then Mitchell and Goiginger or Mitchell and Karamoko from Lask. That'd probably work quite nicely. Lovely. Well, there's there's something for people to want to have a look at if they want to get involved before the seasons kick off. You can even go down to Limited as well. I assume they have Limited yep. cards, most of them. Yep, sure. Um, get stuck in. Good man. Um, there's another great question there from F.I. Gardner who wants to know the top three under the radar prospects in Austria but I tell you what Gardner you're going to have to wait because we're going to record that afterwards and stick it out in some nice little promo content so basically this week everyone we're leaning into the the video and short form content a bit more so everyone can expect to find um, more content from this podcast on 1.37pm socials the proper football channel I think um, there's a TikTok, I think it's at football. I'll confirm all this later. It's just kind of we're working it out and the process is to make these things happen. But it's going to be a lot more out there. So it'd be great if anyone can give it any engagement. Um, and something else which might interest people, and it's not 100% done yet, but we're trying to make this a YouTube podcast thing, not live, but just to publish it there too. Um, we're just getting everything ready for that. So if people prefer watching people and that whole bit, yeah, that's coming soon. So maybe you'll like that. But before you go and watch us there, leave that fucking review on Spotify and leave one on Apple before you ditch us. Um, all right, Josh, were there any other questions there that you wanted to answer? Uh, no, I don't think so, mate. The um, the one from FI Gardner, I've done a bit of prep for, so that'd be good to answer that one later. But no. Oh, well, if you've done that. a bit of prep, we can do the long form one now. Do you know if if you want to talk about that? Are you if, sure? you've done, if you've done prep, it would be a shame because the, wow. the the one we're going to do is going to be like give us it in thirty seconds. So then we can, okay. Do you know this is perfect? It's perfect because now you can give the in depth answer, and then whenever we try and promote it, people will be like, if you want to hear why he's picked these players, uh, listen to the pod. You listen know? to the pod, and they'll have to wait right to the end until they get the answer. <laughs> this is just working out perfect. Um, okay, so yeah, Gardner's question. I think he's earned that from cutting a hedge. Um, yeah. Top three under-the-radar prospects in Austria. All right. So I find it difficult to do these without, like, not being accused, but without pumping my own players because, obviously, the the good like the good players, I will just buy them. Um, So I have actually picked only one of these players that I own. Um, That's actually the first one, which is uh, Hyun Suk Hong from Lask. Uh, He is another Lask player. I talked about Lask quite a bit earlier. Um, He is... He is very young. I think he's only 21. But he has the most assists for Lask uh, this season. And uh, Ivan Gerbic, their regular central midfielder, has moved on to a non-covered league. Um, I forget where he moved. Um, I think it was, anyway, somewhere in the Czech Republic or something. Um, So yeah, Hong, I think, could be in line for a bit more game time um, come the second half of the season. Lask will almost definitely play a back three as well. Um, So he will either play as one of the two central midfielders where he has the versatility to play left wing back. Um, he's actually got most of his assists this season from left wing back, I think, or left back. Um, so he's been actually really good for them in the European competitions, but um, I think he's gone a bit under the radar because he's been sort of a bit in and out of the team since all of their midfielders have been fit. Mm. Um, but with Gerbic moving on, like I said, I think he might come back in a bit more. Um, he's second actually one got is a... Luca Lokoshvili from. Oh, there you go. Go on. I was just going to say, he's actually like, he's pretty cheap, that Hansuk Young. Yeah, yeah. Very cheap, super rare in the market there. Yeah, he's cheap. I just want to oh, yeah. right there. He is he's very fair price. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So second one is Luca Lokoshvili from um Wolfsburg Athletic Club. Uh, he's actually a Georgian national. Um hasn't really broken in there too much. He played, I think, nine minutes against Spain, but has been was left out of some of the other World Cup qualifiers. Um but he 
is a regular for, for Wolfsberger. Um, he had game weeks 216 to 220 out with COVID. So if people are wondering why was he was he out for them, that was why. Apart from that, he starts pretty much every game and normally plays 90 minutes. Um, very good winning duels. He's one of the top like percentage duel winners in the league. Um, so that's always good for, for the uh, SO5 score. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and then finally, the last one is Alex Anderson from uh, Austria. Oh no, Klagenfurt, sorry. Mm. Um, he is on loan from Bayern Munich uh, for this season and has the most assists for Austria Klagenfurt um, in this season. He also has the most decisive actions uh, with nine. I think he's got the most decisive actions. Um, he's quite a direct right winger, sort of old school classic, gets to the byline and, and crosses him. Um, was a big part of Klagenfurt's early season form. They have dropped off a bit towards the, the sort of second half of the first half of the season, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, if they slipped out of the top six, I'd be really interested in him because he would definitely kill some of the lower lower sides in Austria. Um, but yeah, I think he flies a bit under the radar. And obviously next season, you're not really sure what's going to happen with his move back to Bayern. But there you go. That's my there three Austrians. There's three lovely Austrians. Well, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've talked about we've talked about a lot of things there. Um, do you want to let people know anything anywhere they can find you or plug in them before you we leave? Uh, no plugs from me. Just like you've mentioned, my my t- you can follow me on Twitter if you'd like some uh, reasonably I don't know some entertaining views from now and now and again. Very good. Well, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have to do it again. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It was great fun chatting to Josh with a good laugh. If you're listening on Spotify, please do hit five stars. It means a lot. And now you folk over on Apple Podcasts, you have some competition. So let's see if you can get your review count up. It would do me a big, big favour. Next week's guest is going to be great as well. If you enjoyed this, you can listen back to the last few weeks as well. And let me know what you think on socials. Have a great week.